Hello Cryptonauts, today we're reporting for October 29th, 2020 on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat where we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder... We do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily... What are we doing? Stable coins by market capitalization. Starting off with USDT Tether settling at... One dollar and one. Actually, let's do market cap prices. Thousand million billion. Seventeen point three billion for USDT Tether. Uh, second place, USD Coin with a two point eight billion dollars. Uh, third place, Dai with a nine hundred sixty five point one million dollars. Fourth place, Binance USD with six hundred thirty four point six million dollars. Fifth place, Paxo Standard with four hundred thirty five point four million dollars. Sixth place. HUSD with 286.8 million dollars. Seventh place, True USD with 272.4 million dollars. Eighth place, SUSD with 56 million dollars. And ninth place, Stasis Zero with 37.9 million dollars. And in tenth place, M Stable USD with 36.7 million dollars. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10. Stablecoins by market capitalization. Your overall total market cap is $452.3 billion, up by 3%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Scott Tipolina. Hong Kong exchanges, FTX launches regulated tokenized equities. Hong Kong-based crypto derivatives exchange FTX is launching regulated tokenized equities alongside Digital Asset AG, DAAG. Digital Assets AG is a German-based company that offers professional clients the opportunity to tokenize financial products. Together with DAG, this offering will give traders access to more than a dozen in-demand trading equities and crypto pairs, including TSLA-BTC and AMZN-BTC. Our traders have never seen crypto as a niche field, said Sam Bankman-Fried, founder of and CEO of FTX. Quote, these products demonstrate a powerful future in which assets are digitized and tokenized and traders have unlimited creative potential to express their beliefs about the markets, Bankman-Fried added. FTX is the only thing on Bankman-Fried's plate at the moment. He's been making waves in the decentralized finance space too, reserving some choice words for DEX volumes and stepping into, into save decentralized exchange sushi swap. Alright, next news written by Scott Tiblina. Thailand's Siam, Siam, Siam Commercial Bank delves into DeFi. Siam Commercial Banks, one of the largest commercial banks in Thailand, is making moves in the decentralized finance space. SCB10X, the bank's ventures arm, is working with DeFi ecosystem Alpha Finance Lab to attract users to DeFi. Earlier investments have been a part of SCB10X's strategy in the past, with Thailand's bank's venture arm investing in Ripple and BlockFi in the past. Uh, Kawiwut Tampuwapat, head of venture builder 
SCB-10X said, SCB-10X is committed to embracing emerging technologies with Alpha Finance Labs to create a unique suite of products that bridges the gap between traditional and decentralized financial sectors. Alpha Financial Finance Labs, in turn, is also backed by DeFi investors, including the Spartan Group, Multi-Coin Capital, and DeFinance Capital. The company's first DeFi products, Alpha Harmona, is a protocol for leveraging an investor's position in yield farming pools and is currently live on the Ethereum blockchain. Alright, next news. Written by Matt Husey. Halloween spooks Bitcoin as Wall Street suffers worst day since June. Halloween 2020 is a scary time for Bitcoin. Is the ghost of Satoshi returning? Not quite. It's the ghost of futures past, aka a ton of Bitcoin option contracts. There's roughly $750 million worth of Bitcoin option contracts, essentially bets on what the price of Bitcoin will be at the future due date to expire on October 30th. That's according to data and an analytics firm SKU. If that wasn't enough, there's $76 million worth of ETH options due to expire at the same time. What does that mean? When the contracts expire, if the betters had been right, they'd be getting a nice payday. If they're wrong, they lose their stake. Many market watchers interpret these events as moments of increased volatility. We've had big expiry dates like this before, most notably in September when $1 billion in bets were due to be closed, but it did little to move Bitcoin's inexorable inexorable rise. Inexorable. Inexorable. Hmm. Inexorable rise. Okay. Today, however, something appears to have spooked the world's biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. Bitcoin took a big hit, dropping 3.53%, taking taking the global market cap down with it. Almost all of cryptocurrency is followed with Ethereum down 2.56% and XRP 2.49%. The biggest losers were Monero down 5.12%, Polkadot down 4.94%, and Litecoin 4.33%. Crypto.com's CRO token continues to take a beating, losing 6.89% to round off another week in double-digit losses. Alright, next news. Written by Scott Chaplina. Figment raises $2.5 million in VC funding to grow Web3. Figment, a Canada-based blockchain infrastructure and software provider, has raised $2.5 million in a second round of venture capital venture funding to develop new products and services for Web3. The round of funding was led by uh, Bonfire Ventures who lead lead seed rounds for business software founders. The funding will be used by Figment to grow their team scale infrastructure and further develop staking and development services with a view to making, making building on blockchain an easy and accessible process for token holders and developers. Quote, we have a vision of a better internet built on blockchain technology, said Lorian Gable, Figment CEO, in a prepared statement. In an internet where individuals control and profit from their data rather than a large data monopolies and governments. Alright, cool. Next news. Can't wait for Web3. Next news written by Shuao Kong. Dragonfly Capital founding partner joins Huobi Global's, uh, Huobi's group's investment teams. Alex Pack, a founding partner of Dragonfly Capital, has joined the Huobi Group blockchain and cryptocurrency infrastructure provided, provider, which operates one of the largest centralized exchange platforms in the world, Huobi announced today. Last spring, Pack transitioned out of a full-time role as managing partner at Dragonfly, a cross-border crypto investment firm that invested in DeFi products such as Compound, Maker, and Open. Today, Huobi announced that Pack has hired has hired on as in a corporate investment advisor working closely with Huobi's newly founded investment team led by Sherilyn Wu. 
Sherilyn and I have known each other for years, and I have always regarded her as one of the most long-term visionary crypto thinkers in China, Pack said in a prepared statement. Huobi can be a total game-changer for the uh, burgeoning decentralized economy, and I am excited to support its efforts. Awesome. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Gemini taps tax a bit for automatic crypto tax reporting. Calculating your crypto-related taxes can be a challenge with a myriad of underlying nuance, nuances to catch out the unwary. Now, crypto exchange Gemini has partnered with crypto tax firm Taxbit to integrate its tax center suite, enabling traders to simplify and automate their tax reporting. Taxbit's software automate, automates the calculations required for crypto tax reporting, helping reduce the pain, po- the pain point of crypto tax for our users. Investors will also be able to see real-time tax implications of any traders they will make on Gemini, said Tyler Winklevoss, CEO of Gemini. Winklevoss Capital, Capital is also an investor in Taxbit. For the announcement, the integration of Taxbit's tools will help Gemini users make their cryptocurrency tax reporting simple and easy. After the implementation and complete, customers in the United States will be able to use will be able to automatically compile already completed tax reports in the formats required by the U.S. International Revenue Service. Awesome. I love that. Next news. Written by... I wish I wish more companies can do that. Because uh, <clears throat> when I filed my taxes, it looked like garbage. Straight up garbage. Some of these... I don't want to point any names or any fingers at anybody, but man, some of these, uh, some of these reports that they, uh, that they give you, it's horrible. Horrible... Like even my tax person couldn't decipher it, uh, but we got we got through it. It was a grind, but they can definitely make it a lot easier by by integrating uh, uh, a tax bit with it. Anyways, next news written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Digital payments flourished amid COVID, but crypto exchanges lag behind. While digital payments surged this year as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, crypto exchanges saw relatively little growth over the same period, according to a study published by the United by the University of Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance in association with the World Bank. The survey of 118 regulators from 114 countries revealed that the movement towards a digital economy accelerated by the pandemic will increase demands for many forms of fintech activities such as digital payments and credit services. While 60% of respondents to the study identified increased usage or offerings of digital payments and remittances in light of the pandemic, just 3% observed an increase in the usage of offering of cryptocurrency exchanges. Notably, the report identified a split between emerging markets economies and advanced economies, where 6% of respondents in advanced economies saw an increase in the use of crypto exchange. Just 2% in emerging economies did so. For digital payments and remittances, the opposite was true, with 65% of respondents seeing an increase in their use of emerging markets versus 50% in advanced economies. The study findings are indicative of cryptocurrency markets relatively nascency and thus use of cryptocurrencies as a speculative vehicle instead. Alright. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Bitcoin's hash rate drops as China's rainy season ends. A recent slump in Bitcoin ha- Bitcoin's hash rate is down to the passing of the rainy season in Sichuan, China, according to AI and blockchain infrastructure firm Core Scientific. In China, Bitcoin mining is carried out in areas with major rainy season using cheap hydroelectricity. During the rainy season from June to October, the dams are full and there's a healthy supply of electricity, making Bitcoin mining a profitable enterprise. However, when the rain dries up, mining, mining Bitcoin in China is far less profitable, with price tripling or quadrupling, according to Tarak Kulyuk, Senior Vice President of Blockchain Business Development at Core Scientific. Quote, the weather is a key driver for profit for many Chinese miners as they can buy old equipment for cheap. 
but can only be profitable for five months of the year, Kulik told Decrypt. All right, <clears throat> next news. Written by Decrypt Staff. <clears throat> A whopping $2 billion in Bitcoin is now on Ethereum. <clears throat> There's now more than $2 billion worth of Bitcoin on the Ethereum network according to the latest data compiled by metric site Dune Analytics. The data shows that there's 150,049 Bitcoin on the Ethereum equivalent to 4.32% of the Ethereum's market cap or $2.021 billion. In mid-September, that figure stood at just around 80,000 Bitcoin, valued at just over, just under $1 billion at the time. The price of Bitcoin has gone up by $3,000 since then. Uh, but isn't Bitcoin Bitcoin and Ethereum, well, Ethereum, nice spot. All of the Bitcoin on Ethereum is, in fact, synthetic representation of Bitcoin. For Bitcoin to become usable on Ethereum-based protocol, it has to first exchange for synthetic Ethereum-based versions of Bitcoin. The most popular is called Wrapped Bitcoin. It holds almost 80% of the market shares and has a market cap of $1.5 billion all on its own. The way it works is you send some actual Bitcoin to a smart contract and you receive Ethereum-based WBTC in return. Okay, next news. Written by Matthew DiSalvo. Fidelity is taking its crypto biz into the Asian market. Fidelity Digital Assets, the cryptocurrency-focused wing of the financial service giant Fidelity, is teaming up with a Singaporean startup in a bid to cater to the Asian markets, according to reports. Fidelity Digital Assets will work with Stack Funds, an investment manager Bloomberg reported today. The partnership will provide crypto custody services and aims to help satisfy growing demand for the family offices and regions wealthy investors, the report added. Bloomberg also said that all assets will be subject to monthly audits by Stack. And, the certain pro- and that certain, certain protections such as insurance coverage will be included. Stack Funds is a new company that claims to be seeking to bridge digital assets to d- traditional finance investors. This startup says it provides a streamlined, secure, and simple way to gr- gain exposure to cryptocurrencies and digital assets. U.S. investment giant Fidelity has been singing Bitcoin's praises for years. With a close eye on the Asian market, in August, Hong Kong-based digital assets firm OSL Digital Securities, which is backed by Fidelity, announced it had been granted a license to trade crypto by the region's market regulator. Oh, awesome. Okay, next news. What's it? Well, well, hold on. Let me go back to that one. Regarding Fidelity, um, it's, 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 it's awesome, but for the that, that's for the wealthy. I mean, we're talking about big whales that have a lot, like really deep pockets, because they're talking about hundreds and hundreds of percents in, in, in fees, right? You're paying, instead of paying, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, where are we at right now? What, what is Bitcoin right now? Bitcoin is, uh, let me go back to CoinGecko. Let's see. Bitcoin is at, say, 15,000, 15, okay? 15,000. They're charging you like 10 times that that amount that's that's insane that's insane if you want one bitcoin it's gonna cost you 150,000 that's crazy that's crazy money i'm good i'll pass on it only because fidelity is going to be your uh be the main custody of, of your crypto right uh, it's it's complicated that's that's for another time anyways uh next news written by jose antonio lance bitcoin stocks recovered despite renewed COVID concerns while the market started off the week in a panic, cooler heads appears to have prevailed for at least for now. The S&P 500 jumped 56 points today, an increase of 1.71%, and the Dow Jones is likewise up 291 points so far. Meanwhile, Bitcoin similarly bounced back. BTC is currently trading for a price of $13,600, up by 3.03% on the day. 
Okay, and while it's too early to say if this is the start of a new trend or simply an upward correction following an overreaction from traders and investors, global markets have also responded in kind with very few stocks today reporting significant losses. Most market analysts attribute the dip earlier this week to reports of increased coronavirus cases throughout the world, particularly in the United States, Brazil, and the UK. In France, President Emmanuel Macron ordered a second lockdown to prevent another COVID outbreak. And as we've learned this year, markets don't like lockdowns. That's, that threat of further economic shutdown still looms. In the crypto markets, which is still some, which is which some still regard as potential safe haven in times of economic uncertainty, Bitcoin investors saw their crypto assets of choice appreciate by more than 3%. For now, that $13,000 per coin line is holding steady, leading to further optimism among, among traders. Okay, next news. Written by Jeff Benson. Binance CEO denies Tai Chi Bitcoin regulations evasion scheme. Binance CEO Shengpeng Zizizhao took to Twitter to deny a Forbes report alleging that Binance, the world's top cryptocurrency exchange, had created an elaborate corporate structure designed to intentionally deceive regulators and surreptitiously profit from crypto investors in the United States. Forbes reporting hinges of leaked documents from 2018 thought to be created by Binance executives. The so-called Tai Chi documents outlines Binance's purported strategy to create an American subsidiary, the Tai Chi entity, as a form of subterfuge, allowing the company to point to a subsidiary that was a that was above board with regulations. It would then use the subsidiary as a way to move revenue around to its other global operations. In 2019, Binance lent its name to Binance.us, a San Francisco-based cryptocurrency exchange. CZ flat out called the report FUD and said it was not produced by a Binance employee. Current or X. According to CZ, it's a third-party document. Anyone can produce a strategy document, but it does not mean Binance follows them. Okay, good defense. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Crypto lender Creed Cred freezes funds, suspects internal fraud. Crypto lending services Cred has unexpectedly halted all customer deposits and withdrawals, leaving users with little more than a cryptic message about a fraudulent incident and ongoing cooperations with law enforcement. A company statement provided to Decrypt suggests Cred suspects the loss might have been an inside job. Cred announced via Twitter after 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday that all inflows and outflows of funds would be suspended until additional updates were released within the next two weeks. A short follow-up tweet also gave assurance that no client personal data or account information has been compromised and that Cred was cropping with law enforcement authorities to investigate in recent fraudulent incidents. Okay, well hopefully they can resolve that sooner than later. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Bitcoin miners in Iran have a new buyer, the central bank. According to, according to a report from the state-run Iranian students news agency, Iran has established new regulations to funnel Bitcoin mined by Iranians into state coffers so it can use them to pay for imports. The edict put forth by the Ministry of Energy and Central Bank of Iran requires the country's illegally registered cryptocurrency miners to sell the token tokens they mine to CBI, the country which has watched its foreign reserves dwindle over, by over 33% in two years has increasingly eyed Bitcoin as a workaround to cripple U.S. sanctions. Iran's move is re re reminiscent of 
fellow Petro State Venezuela's recent decision to nationalize mining pools. Venezuela is also subject to U.S. sanctions. Shortly after the U.S. pulled out of the multilateral nuclear agreement in 2018, it reintroduced sanctions on Iran that prohibited groups doing business with Islamic Republic from also doing business with the U.S. Secretary of State Michael Pompeo announced fresh sanctions against 18 Iranian banks on October 8th. As a result, Iran has limited has limited ability to use any dollars it holds in reserves, according to rumors that has per- percolated up into the mainstream publications. Iran's central bank has all but officially switched its primary reserve currencies from the U.S. dollar to the Chinese yuan, and is contemplating creating its own digital currencies. Taken taken together, the embrace of the yuan and the state-sanctioned digital currencies could help Iran sell more of its oil on the global market. All right, next news, last news of the day. Written by Jeff Benson. Harvest Finance offers $1 million to get stolen $34 million back. Harvest Finance, a DeFi yield farming protocol, is offering a $1 million bounty to find a hacker that made off with nearly $34 million from its users over the weekend. Harvest had an earlier offer of $100,000 than a $400,000 bounty. The attacker used a flash loan to artificially deflate prices of stablecoin Tether and USDC on Harvest and then snatched the tokens up at a bargain based price from liquidity pools. As a result, the DeFi Products team is looking into several changes, including restricting flash loans, which allow tech-savvy users to deposit and withdraw funds simultaneously, using usually for the price arbitrage, which the attack essentially was. Harvest refers to it as theft within its attack postmortem, as the asset value has been manipulated. While owning up to the protocol's shortcomings, Harvest Finance has not yet laid out a plan for compensating users, but says that it's formulating a remediation plan for affected users. In the meantime, it issued a humble request that the funds are returned to the deployer so that it can be distributed back to the users. In an October 26 tweet, Harvest imp- uh, implied that the team knows who the attacker was, but was unwilling to dox them. It proposed a $100,000 reward, then a $400,000 one to whoever could convince the person to return the funds. That hasn't happened yet, hence the larger reward. Harvest also admits that it doesn't have hard proof of the attacker's identity. Well, once again, I'm just going to say hopefully they can get that resolved sooner than later. So with that said, Kryptonauts, I greatly appreciate you all listening from all around the world. I appreciate it. Thank you all. So with that said, Kryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.